Hey there. Welcome to the Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape in a story from time to time, so come on in. Sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I wanted to take a moment to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new monthly short stories, but it also gives me so much encouragement day to day. It tells me that you like my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. Listeners, if you would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new short story every single month for my patrons. I also produce a monthly video diary. You can gain access to my entire library of Patreon exclusive stories right now when you join for just $2 a month. And this week's featured book is Lawless. Now, Lawless is the first book in the Lawless saga. Um, that is the second post-apocalyptic dystopian series, or no, it's actually the third that I ever wrote. Um, here's a little bit about that. When Lark was sentenced to 25 years behind bars, she thought San Judas was her lucky break. The primitive 16,000-acre community in rural New Mexico isn't like any other prison. There are no cells, there is no warden, and Mother Mercy is the law. Lark didn't realize she'd be fighting for survival on a daily basis, or that the world as she knew it would be coming to an end. Lawless is an edge-of-your-seat post-apocalyptic adventure with gritty characters, conspiracy, and romance, and right now it is free wherever books are sold. So you can start the series with that free book one. I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. All right. It's time for the little life update that I do each and every week here on the podcast. And the biggest update I have is that it has been so cold here in Colorado where I live. And we have just gotten dumped on with snow day after day. Um, I was completely snowed in yesterday, which I think is kind of a foreign concept to people who live in the city or the suburbs, because even if there's a snow day or you can't get into work, you know that eventually the snowplow is going to come by and pave a way for you <laughs> to go. Um, but when you live in the mountains, you're totally just at the mercy of the elements sometimes. And like Wednesday, I had appointments down in Colorado Springs and I had to tell people that I just, I couldn't go because I physically couldn't get out. And even if we could have plowed our driveway um, in time to get there, it was going to snow even more. And there was a chance that we wouldn't be able to make it back up to our house because we have this half mile long dirt road that leads to our house um, that can get treacherous if it gets too much snow or if it gets snow and that melts and it freezes and we get more snow. And so it, that's kind of the maintenance of that is just part of living up here. Um, we also, we use our wood burning stove for heat in the winter. And so cutting down dead trees, cutting up the wood, hauling the wood, splitting the wood, <laughs> it's just kind of this constant 
never-ending project. And because we were building the house over the summer, we really didn't get ahead of the firewood situation over the summer. And so it's kind of piecemeal, you know, my husband will go cut down a tree and that'll keep us in wood for like a week or two. Um, It's a lot of work. Most people nowadays wouldn't do it or their work schedule would not allow them to be able to do that. But because of how we live and because we're both self-employed, that's kind of one thing that is part of us living off the grid here. And I don't know, I really, I like that we're still connected to the very basics of life in that kind of primitive way, even though our off-grid setup is pretty sophisticated. You know, our our solar system here is very nice and that technology is just always getting better and better. But there are some things that are just very basic. And I really enjoy that because it just allows for a slower pace of life. And I cannot tell you as a writer all the good ideas that I have had when I've been out splitting wood. Um, Just because when you're doing something like that, that's just simple and it's just enough you have to concentrate, but your mind is kind of free to relax. It's kind of like being in the shower and getting good ideas in the shower. You know, those things just come to you. So, um, yeah, it's just been very wintry here. We had the snow moon last week, which is a beautiful full moon. Um, and (laughs) this is kind of a gross story. So if you're squeamish, I apologize. But last week, my dog Nelson killed a fully grown adult rabbit. And my dog Nelson, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen him. He's this black dog with pointy ears that sometimes people think he's a German shepherd, but actually he's a mutt that just happens to be half Alaskan Malamute. And I look out my kitchen window the other day and I see him sitting on the hill outside our house. And he's sitting next to this like pile of fur, like it's his little friend that he just played with too hard. And I go outside And he snatches up this rabbit and starts shaking it in his mouth and starts running around and like, look at me, look at my rabbit, come try to get it. (laughs) And I finally got this rabbit away from him. Okay, so picture this. I have the baby in a front carrier. I have my walking, my like hiking poles. I'm trying to pick this rabbit up like with my poles, like they're chopsticks and I can't do it. So I have to go inside and get a glove and when I finally pick this rabbit up out of the bloodstained snow, I see that the head is just gone. Like my sweet dog ate this rabbit's head, he brutally dismembered this rabbit and ate its head. So gross. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, I think this rabbit is just, the reason I bring it up is because it holding this dead rabbit in my hands, I just felt like it was symbolic of winter in the mountains. It's cold, unforgiving, brutal when it just snows day after day. None of us is spared. Um, And I feel really bad because my dog killed this rabbit. Um, Having him up here is just completely unnatural. The rabbits don't know what to make of this dog that, you know, Alaskan Malamutes were bred to be able to hunt for themselves so that when they would go on these sled rides, they could feed themselves. But we've domesticated them, so Nelson spends all night warm and toasty by the fire in our house, and when we let him out, you know, in the morning to do his business, he's this 
brutal hunter unleashed on the woodland creatures. <laughs> uh, in the spring, I'm much better at like keeping an eye on him because all the little baby animals are out and he is very good at snatching up baby chipmunks and rabbits. Um, but in the winter, I was unprepared for it because, you know, the animals are much more cautious. They get out less. They don't have their young running around. And so he just, he's on restriction right now. Um, he's grounded for killing the rabbit. <laughs> um, but despite the crazy snow and despite the cold weather, I've been trying to get out every other day or every three days so I don't get cabin fever. Um, I've been exploring some of the more rural coffee shops out near where we live. Um, there's this one called Wild Horses Cafe, which is on this dude ranch. <laughs> and it's a great place to write. I'm so happy I discovered it. And it's like way, way out there, but it has these beautiful views of the mountains. And so I've been kind of doing the coffee shop tour as I work toward the end of Warrior Witch, which brings us into my writing update for this week. I am currently writing the final chapters of the final book in Which is a Mountain Shadow. So that means that I'm writing the final chapters of this series. And I really hadn't even thought about it until this morning. And now I don't want to rush it. I want to savor the little time I have left with these characters in this world I've created as I'm wrapping up these storylines that have stretched out years for me and months for the characters. And I woke up at six o'clock this morning and I got my words in before my son woke up. And if you're a parent out there of a new baby and you have not gotten yourself a little vibrating wrist alarm off Amazon, I highly recommend it. It's changed my life because my son sleeps in our room and if I set my phone alarm, it's going to wake him up and it's going to wake my husband up. And my husband on days that he doesn't have to wake up at six would generally prefer not to wake up at six. And so I just, I set this alarm, it buzzes on my wrist and I can get up without waking anybody else up. And that's what I did this morning. It was dark and lovely. And I wrote this great scene. I have maybe two chapters and an epilogue left to write. Um, but the, the final chapters are just shaping up to be so intense. And I think I wrote what is maybe my favorite scene in the entire book yesterday. It was a scene that I didn't plan for. It didn't appear in my outline. It just arose spontaneously as I was writing and I almost didn't write it because I thought no this is going to take me off track this is going to ruin the pacing blah 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 but I just I knew in my gut that this was the perfect way to build to this climactic scene with Fiona and bring back the memory of all these people in her life that have helped her get to this moment and also kind of lay the groundwork for the spinoff series a little bit. I won't say any more about it except that she visits the spirit realm once again. And to me, it just shows how everything is connected. Everything in our lives eventually comes full circle. And even though most of the time we experience time as linear, it's not just linear. Many realities can exist simultaneously. We just can't access those realities because we're grounded to the earthly plane, right? Um, but Fiona isn't. And 
it's just so good. I'm so happy that I wrote this scene, even though I had not planned for it. I'm probably going to finish the draft of Warrior Witch sometime this weekend, and then I plan to let it sit for a week before I start revising it. While that draft is marinating, I'm going to take a week and be a student. I'm going to be digging into a course on Facebook ads for authors, which is something I've kind of been avoiding, even though I bought the course already. It just was kind of a lot, and I couldn't work through it piecemeal um, as I was writing this draft because it was just too much for me to absorb. But I'm going to take the time for that while the draft is sitting before I go into revision mode. I'm also going to finish listening to Dark Witch, the audiobook, because I know my narrator is waiting to hear back from me on that. And March 1st, if you're a patron, the second half of Fiona's novella is going to be dropping on Patreon. That is The Witch's Fortune. It's part two of two. And so you'll get to see how that little story wraps up. I'm going to be putting out a sneak peek to book six to my newsletter sometime in the next week or so, Um, but stay tuned. I'll get that to you as soon as I have it. Um, I'm very, very excited for you to read the prologue, but that's it for my writing update this week. Um, As far as what I'm reading, this week I just started A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss which I have heard so many good things about. And I started listening to it last night. And this is my first book by Sarah J. Moss, by the way, which some of you might find surprising. But I can already tell that I love her writing style because one thing that's hard for me as an author is to linger in a moment in a scene My books tend to be very fast paced and kind of go from one thing to the next, but to be able to really linger in a moment with the main character so the reader can experience what that character is feeling, that is a rare skill. And I can just tell that Sarah J. Moss does that so well. I'm really, really looking forward to getting farther along in that book. I'm about ready to wrap up here, but before we go... Let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a question from Carolyn in New Jersey. Carolyn writes, what's the craziest thing a fan of yours has ever done? And immediately when I wrote this, I was like, oh God, (laughs) I'm glad nobody has ever done anything too crazy because if someone like showed up at my house or something like that, that would be really scary. Um, The craziest thing a fan has ever done is actually the coolest thing a fan has ever done. Um, I once had a reader, well, I don't know that they were a reader, but this person used one of my books to propose to their girlfriend. So I guess the girlfriend was a really big fan of The Fringe, and this person emailed me asking if there was anything I could do to help with the proposal. They asked if I could like personalize the book in some way, and they could give that to the girlfriend. So... In one of the books, I can't remember which one, I actually created a special version of the paperback that only ran one copy. And in the middle of the passage of the book itself, I wrote this reader's proposal message into the manuscript. And they used, they gave it to the the girlfriend and she was just over the moon. That was really cool. I was super excited to be a part of their proposal. Um, I don't know, maybe in the future I should 
offer that service for a small fee. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Carolyn, for that question. That was kind of a fun thing to look back on. If you, dear listener, have any burning questions you'd like for me to answer on the podcast, you can send your letters and questions to tarabenner at gmail.com, or you can post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like. We can drink coffee, you can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.